Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Matt Wickland, and today I'm joined by Joe Shellrude. Joe, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. You caught me off guard there. Right? <laughs> I was getting ready to roll, and you nailed it. We can restart if you want. No, I like this. Yeah, yeah. You can take over hosting. I'll try to. I'll try to be the smart guy sitting on the other side answering all the questions. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It wasn't. Okay. Well, it wasn't quite as polished as your typical. No, it was intro, good. It was good. I like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now's the point where you usually like segue into the episode and okay. everything like that. Yeah. 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 Let's get into it. So today we are covering <laughs> new features that we would love to see. So our wish list of new features in 2023. These aren't things that Amazon has communicated that they're rolling out, but they're things that we would love to see. Yep. Yeah. So there's there's many items that as we go through the list that I, first off, we'll just say that Amazon has done an awesome job at rolling out many, many new features. I mean, there's so many that it just it's hard to keep track of them all. But there's some key ones that stick out and some that I think I feel like are like low hanging fruit. So what we're going to do for this episode is really just roll through our wish list for 2023 and hope some of these these come around. Uh, the first one that we could go through, we'll just start kind of on the basics. So one basic item that we're always looking at for advertising is budgets. So um, there's a couple items for budget management that would definitely be on our wish list. I mean, Matt, you want to kind of go through what what some of those would be? Yeah, sure. Amazon, if you're listening, like I think this is the lowest hanging fruit. It'd be super easy to implement and it would be incredibly impactful just because of how tedious budget management can be in the Amazon advertising ecosystem. So the probably the the simplest one would be global budgets having it apply beyond sponsored products so if you're in the ad console and you go to settings you can set a sponsored product daily budget that applies to all of your sponsored product campaigns it would be amazing if they could include sponsored brands and sponsored display within that or separate settings for sponsored brands and sponsored display because it's nice to, it's really nice to have mm -hmm. um for like safeguarding total spends, working towards a monthly budget, but it's so much less usable when ad types like sponsored brand, sponsored display aren't included and you have to rely on campaign daily budgets for those. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredibly difficult and it shouldn't be to control overall sponsored advertising spend. And the key reason is that we can't set daily maxes for sponsored brands and sponsored display. It's only for sponsored products. And so some may ask, well, why don't you use campaign level budgets for that? And the, the key answer to that is, our campaigns for sponsor brands and sponsor display, they may not spend their full budget throughout the day. And we don't want to limit solid performing campaigns either. We would like campaigns to run up to an overall daily budget. And so this is a big one because a lot of clients that we work with, like, you know, it's frustrating if we're not hitting the actual allocated budget. And so we have different tools and ways that we have to do that, but it's much more complicated than it needs to be. So yeah, this would be a major one just to get that included. We have a maximum daily budget for all sponsored ad spend that ensures we can hit our budgets and then we can optimize within that and don't have to worry about really trying to manage it on the campaign or the portfolio level. But that kind of gets another one. Talk to me about portfolio level campaigns yeah, or think, budgets. Yeah, I think this would be even more impactful than the global daily is changing the way portfolio budgeting works. So right now you can set a budget over a unique time frame like January 3rd to January 15th, or you can set a recurring monthly portfolio budget. 
The issue with a monthly recurring budget is you can set it. It's going to stop all campaigns from spending inclusive of sponsor brands and sponsor display when that portfolio budget's met, but it doesn't help control pace at all. So if we set a $10,000 portfolio budget for the month, it could spend it in a day and then your campaigns in that portfolio are shut down for the remainder of the month. So if they added daily portfolio budgeting using the existing portfolio infrastructure, it would be so nice. Like product level budgeting becomes so much easier where you can have sponsor products, auto sponsor products, manual sponsored brands, video sponsor brands, product collections, you know, like you could have a dozen campaigns easily for a single product and just having a portfolio level daily budget for those campaigns would help us manage pacing and manage budgets so much more effectively. A couple examples that we constantly run into. So one, we want to allocate a certain amount of budget to certain products. It would be awesome to be able to group those all into certain portfolios where then we can manage daily budget and make sure we're hitting those allocations between the different products. Another circumstance is trying to divvy up advertising spend based off of where it's at in the funnel. So if we want to do upper funnel spend, we can allocate a certain budget for that. And then as we get to other tactics, allocate certain budgets for that, too, because many times we're communicating with our clients and saying, all right, let's let's put this much in more upper funnel brand building awareness type campaigns. And then we'll allocate X, Y and Z to these other campaigns. And so. There's so many ways that we could use portfolios to help control these budgets, um, but unfortunately, we don't have the tools to control the pacing for that, <laughs> and so that, that makes it really difficult. And so this would be another major, major piece that I feel like is really low hanging fruit and would give us so much more control. So then we can focus on a lot of the other things that that we have to focus on day in and day out. Totally. Yeah. So another one that we have that I'm pretty passionate about is sponsor product placement adjustments. So this one, we've got two specific controls. So we can control two product page and top of search, but we can't control two rest of search. And so the key issue with this is we can only add placement adjustments up So they can only be positive. This wouldn't be as big of a deal, except we usually see product page sponsor product ads perform the worst in terms of conversion rate and in terms of ACoS. And so what ends up happening is that we have to reduce bids down for our product detail page targeting sponsored product ads, but we'd like to boost the bids for rest of search because they tend to perform a bit better. We don't have that control. And so when we're trying to balance the performance between these different placements, it makes it really tricky. We can only go up with two out of the three. And so a couple different options would be giving us the tools to set negative placement adjustments for top of search and product page, and usually it'd be product page, or just giving us the control to also boost rest of search up. And that would allow us to easily balance it out. Because right now we're trying to balance between two out of the three knobs. It makes it really tricky and much more complicated than it truly needs to be in the back end. So that would be a simple request that even if we don't want to add, like if Amazon doesn't want to add another control for rest of search just allow us to add in negative placement adjustments for 
product page is really where it's going to fall, but might as well do top of search too in weird cases. That gives us the full control for sponsored products, which is typically where the majority of our ad spend is going. That extra control can help drive better performance, which drives increased spend to sponsored products too. So it's a win-win if we just get those extra controls in place. Totally. Yeah. So three options, any one of them would be good. Option one, let us set top of placement adjustments for rest of search and let us set negative placement settings. Sure. Option two, just add in negative placement settings with the existing options. Option three allows to set settings for rest of search that are only positive. I like that. Any one of those three would benefit us greatly in terms of placement optimization. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what the third option, <laughs> but it was a combo of the other two. Yeah. So I like that. Give us both controls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be ideal. Like, an application for allowing placement settings for rest of search. So even if we can't set negative placement settings, if we could set placement settings for rest of search, it'd be really valuable. Like think about brand defense spend. Like we have some clients, it, it's very difficult to control rest of search placements, obviously, since there's no multiplier. Um, like I would love to be able to target rest of search for brand defense. And so like, I don't want to poach, organic sure. sales to a huge extent, right? Like I don't sure. want to take up the full carousel. So I want to put one product at top of search or two products out of four placements in top of search. And then I want exposure for any other product in rest of search. So if they scroll down past the initial top of search ads, past organic listings, they're still getting exposure to other products at rest of search. Sure. And that's challenging to do right now without having that placement control. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I love the unique situations where you can use those controls too. You know, if I'm thinking more general campaign funnel structures, like top of search is usually going to be totally positive, but if you're trying to weed out and not show for top of search for a specific type of campaigns, like that would be awesome controls too. Yeah, there's a ton of ways we could use that. So I love it. So that's number two on our list. Placement adjustments, just more control. There's a lot of cool things that we could do with that. What's another one that's on your list? I mean, another placement adjustment that would be really nice is new to brand placement adjustments for sponsored products and sponsored display. So they added this as part of the V3 API release for sponsored brands sure. where we can set bid multipliers for new to brand customers. Not a lot of people know this. Not a lot of people use it. It's only available to API integrators right now, but it's immensely valuable for products that have LTV, consumables, any sort of like repeat purchases being able to target that new to brand audience. So having that new to brand control would be great for other ad types. Yeah. Yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. And like you said, the, the key use case for that is really for products that have a higher lifetime value. So whether if you if your customers typically, once they purchase from you now come back and repurchase again, or purchase other products from your brand overall, that new to brand customer is going to be a lot more valuable than a customer that's not new to brand. And so that would be really cool to have a bid multiplier there. So we can make sure that our ads are getting shown more to new to brand customers as they're browsing. So I love that. What else is on your list? Let's pivot to DSP. Yeah. So DSP, immense audience targeting capabilities. The ability to create custom audiences based on product interactions is so valuable. Like that's one of the major 1P advantages that Amazon has over other platforms. Sure. But those audiences are only available to endemic or Amazon brands right now, custom product-based audiences. Sure. And 
it would be so powerful to open those up to non-Amazon brands. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So this was one that, that I got pretty sad when I, <laughs> when, when we realized that you can't create custom audiences for non-endemic advertisers. So for those advertisers that aren't selling on Amazon, yes, we can use Amazon's first party data, um, but we can't create custom audiences for that. And so there's a lot of cool like use cases where we could get more detailed. Um, Amazon's first party data is so powerful. And then be able to get a really targeted audience with DSP to show those ads for. And unfortunately, we can't do that. So we can still use their more general audiences, their in-market, their lifestyle audiences, the ones that are already in the system, but we can't create new audiences. And so there's a lot of very cool creative ways that we could build these audiences, which is really exciting and really fun to do as an advertiser too. So that would be like a big wish list item. It's like, man, if we could create custom audiences for these non-endemic uh, advertisers, that would be so powerful. It would be good for Amazon because it's going to just unlock the power even more for Amazon DSP and increase advertising spend and super great for advertisers when you can get really detailed on the people that are most interested in your products or have the highest potential to be interested in your products. It would be a win-win for both. And so that's really high up on my wish list. Agreed. Yeah. You know, another one that comes to mind for me is organic tracking yeah. and ranking of different products. And so, you know, if we look at like, Amazon seller, so the majority of profits are usually going to be made on your organic sales. We use advertising to drive a lot of volume and traffic. As the platform gets more and more competitive, it's tougher to get a solid margin just from advertising sales. And so advertising is a great tool to help drive organic ranking by driving sales velocity, by driving reviews, which helps for social proof, which helps for conversion rate, and it feeds the flywheel. So one key piece is organic position tracking. So there's different ways that you can get this data now, but a lot of it's a little bit gray in how it's done because right now there's no specific or official feed from Amazon to get organic tracking for where you're positioned for certain search results. And so how it's done right now is there's different like web scraping methods and things like that that can be used. What we would love to see is a more official data or reports from Amazon that we can track and make sure that the um, advertising strategies that we have in place, along with other strategies that are being implemented, like saying you're you're reviewing your product detail page or you updated your initial photo, like you can see the conversion rate changes, but it would be awesome to see the ranking changes too. It's just such a key piece of information for sellers on Amazon because organic sales mean so much. So that's another key piece that would be awesome to tie the official data to strategies that we're running and really be able to track the correlation between the two and make sure that the strategies that we're implementing are truly seeing the results that we're looking to see or build upon that because now we can run a ton of tests and see what has the biggest impact overall. Yeah, that piece probably gets me excited more than any other. It's just sure. being able to tie advertising contributions to organic rank. So being able to show investment in certain keywords through advertising, the the advertising sale velocity that it drives, the additional order velocity for that product, for that keyword, and then be able to tie it back to correlate it to organic position. Sure. It would be huge 
for encouraging investments and measuring outcomes and figuring out where to go with your ad strategy. Sure. Sure. And this is one piece where it's like, I will see a lot of different like correlations or, you know, people have done different things and saw their products rise or fall in the rankings. But the, the key issue I've had just being the data guys that we are is that we just don't have a solid of enough sample set to determine like what strategies truly work and which ones don't. So we have our intuition. We have items that we've seen work over time as we're tracking these different items for clients that we're working with. But being able to have that whole data set and be able to do true comparisons, run different strategies, see how they impact organic search results. Yeah, it would be it would be so big. And again, this would be great for sellers. This could also be great for Amazon because it's going to drive specific strategies that we're going to want to implement overall. And, you know, in general, I'm sure that the tactics that we'd use will benefit the customer in the long run too. So, you know, it's a win, win, win. So if we can start getting that data, that would be a huge benefit for sellers, advertisers, and I think Amazon too. Agreed. Yeah. What, what else comes to mind for you? Sponsored display audience targeting, I think, has a ton of potential. So really the only advantage that sponsored display has over Amazon's DSP for display ads is it's accessible to all brands. Sure. DSP, they gate entity access. You have to go through managed service through Amazon or a third-party um, management service like us, an agency with DSP access. But pretty much every brand-registered seller has sponsored display access already. And so... A couple key features for SD that I would really like to see would be improving audience exclusions. So sure. we can target seven-day lookbacks, 14-day lookbacks, 30-day lookbacks for, say, ASIN views, whether it's a competitor or your own product. However, we can't add exclusions for custom exclusions for purchases and views. Like, I don't want a 30-day purchase exclusion if somebody looked at the product 45 days ago. You know, I want to target new to brands, like people that haven't purchased and aren't likely to uh, follow back up and buy it organically. Sure. So I want to be able to add purchase exclusions, custom purchase exclusions for my ASIN, for competitor ASIN, based on unique lookbacks. And I want to be able to ladder together view-based retargeting audiences sure. too. Sure. So we can isolate. Like you run a seven-day lookback and a 30-day lookback with SD for product views. The 30-day audience includes the seven-day audience. So you're just exposing that audience two times as much. Yeah. Um, you can't really isolate it right now with current SD view capabilities. Sure. And then the other piece, just in terms of like frequency and exposure would be frequency settings. It's one more setting to add, but it's super valuable. Like I don't want uncapped. I don't want to expose the same person. Like let's say you choose a 365 repurchasing uh, strategy for SD. Yeah. Like, Somebody that bought the product 365, somebody that bought it yesterday, you're going to target them for the next 364 days to sure. your ads. Like you've got to be able to pace those exposures so you don't like create fatigue and like there's no reason to target that audience for 365 days straight, you sure. know, so customized frequency settings would be really nice to have too. All yeah. of this stuff and many, many more controls are available through Amazon's DSP, but it would be hugely valuable to all the Amazon brands that aren't using it but are leveraging SD. Sure. Yep. Yep. So a uh, high level 
being able to stack audiences and having some more control there around the audiences that we can set. Yeah, and it, it's a balance too because at a certain point you become Amazon's DSP. Yeah, <laughs> but just having a simplified version where you could just do and or ors and you know pick from, from some standard audiences to include or exclude certain audiences. Um, yeah, it, it would be awesome to do, and you could just get so much more targeted with sponsored display without having to make the jump to Amazon's DSP, which is a lot more complicated and complex. And that there would be a lot of like yeah standard setups that you could do with. The audiences just by having the ability to stack them. Yeah. One other one that comes to mind for me is as we're digging more and more into Amazon Marketing Cloud, what would be awesome is being able to like integrate some common data sources in there automatically. So just having some standard integrations where we could get data feeds coming into Amazon Marketing Cloud. So there's the ability to we can upload certain data sets for um, from these different channels right now, get them into Amazon Marketing Cloud. But what would be awesome for, say, for something like Google Ads? Because we're starting to dig pretty deep into Google Ads and looking for how we can integrate the data together between these two different channels. Having an integration there that I could see a lot of other advertisers using um, would be very powerful. And I know AMC is still in its early days and they're working on integrating in all the Amazon data sources right now. You know, so that's been key as we've been seeing other data sources coming in. But once they start getting those data sources all into Amazon Marketing Cloud, now starting to look through like what's the most frequent outside channels that we could have coming in. This is going to be another one that's going to be great for advertisers because we would be able to spend less time trying to integrate all the data together, more time analyzing and then implementing. Um, it'd be great for Amazon too, because now if we can get more data on how we can optimize Amazon advertising and then see the crossover benefit, say like, say if we're driving traffic from Google to Amazon, it'd be amazing to see the sale throughout drive that we can do that with attribution right now, but just being able to tie together the data from both channels, um, as big as they are and other channels, as we continue to grow, there's I'm sure a lot of other ones that people would be looking for those standard integrations and then those standard queries that we could use too would be awesome. And I could see that being hugely valuable for different advertisers. 100% agree. AMC's capabilities are immense, but um, it's still in its infancy, like you said, and there's just so much that they can add in terms of more data. And then I think like a big piece with AMC too, if we're talking wishlist items, is just accessibility to that data. Sure. Like some standard reports like i think the majority of advertisers pull a handful of reports like making those available within the advertising console ui would be awesome sure yep totally agree well i mean we're we're already pretty deep in are there any other ones that come to mind for you or do, do you feel like we hit some of the major ones i think those are the heavy hitters yeah 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 those are the major ones that came to mind too i'm sure that there will be other ones if there's any that we missed you should reach out to me. Uh, follow up on LinkedIn. Let me know if there's other like major wish list items on on different social channels too. We, we put out different feature requests because I know it does get the interest of the Amazon Ads team, which is great at taking our feedback in. So if there's any other ones that you can think of too that we missed, reach out on LinkedIn because uh, it, it'd be cool to get those on the wish list items. And fortunately, we get to talk to the Amazon Ads team, and we can always communicate these over too. So um, yeah. Those were the big hitters. So hopefully 2023, we see some of these coming down so we can start implementing them. It would be awesome. 
Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, as always, this has been another, uh, actually, no, you, you take no, it. you got it. You got it. Cause you're the host. All right. As always, this has been another episode of the ad project podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow us on social LinkedIn, Facebook, LinkedIn's probably the best source. We post frequently a bunch of unique in- insights, graphics, all sorts of stuff to help you manage your Amazon brand and appreciate you listening. Thanks. I like that. <laughs>